Hello, everybody. My name is Landon Rios. Thanks for listening to episode 204 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. Beef, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Father, thank you for this opportunity to do another podcast. Thank you for uh, the Beef, who handles all the technical sides of it. Thank you for our audience, who gives us the support that they give us. And uh, we appreciate them listening, and uh, we hope and pray that... uh, what we do on this podcast is a benefit to them and uh, guide us as we go through different subject matters and uh, season our mind and our tongues with salt and help us to keep a, a mind that is um, pure, that uh, the mind of Christ, and uh, help us to walk in your truth. And in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Brother, so what's up? hey brother, what's up? My roof. Your that, roof. The sky yeah. after that. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you. I know what's we're on that? the podcast, but real quick, I got a question. Uh huh. I notice when I do the screen report recording, uh huh, my voice is is in almost in the background oh, when I okay. when I post the when I post the video. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. when it, when the podcast comes out, it's clear. I mean, my voice is the same as yours, so I don't know. Yeah, and your voice comes out good on the screen, on the video, oh, okay. but mine's. In, I don't know how. I don't know if it's because of the way we're doing it or what you, it is. But. You might have a compressor on on your end, probably in your computer, to where it kind of holds. What the compressor does, it compresses the sound, so it kind of drowns it a little bit. So if anything else is louder than your voice, your voice is going to be in the background a little bit. So we might have to check uh, those settings. Yeah. The other thing okay. would be if you still have that uh, condense condenser microphone, let's try to figure out how to plug it in through the USB port. You're using your uh, laptop, you're right? Oops, cling. Um, yeah, I am. I'm trying to. Let's if if you want to get the uh, better sound on it, let's try to put that USB uh, microphone back on. I found though when I plug that in, anything uh-huh. like that in, it cuts you out off the video. Hmm. Your voice goes out. So oh, anyway, we'll figure it out. Okay, we'll, we'll figure things out. Figure it out. Yeah, no, for I just sure. Let you know about that. So. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so folks, I hope you can hear me. <laughs> they'll hear you. Uh, uh, they'll hear you at the on the vertex apologetic, Pro- definitely. Because it's start speaking too loud, it'll blow your eardrums out. <laughs> 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 so anyway, so I'll 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 uh, I'll, t- I'll take it easy on you there, beef. <laughs> take it easy, bro. Take it easy. Yeah. I am getting older. Yeah, not, man, not quite as old, not quite as old as you, but I'm getting older. <laughs> Everything hurts. I get random pain shooting across my body, and my wife looks at me because it's arthritis. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. 
It's like all these aches and pains that what in the world? I never felt like this before. Why am I feeling like this? Folks our age understand. I'm just Woo! saying. Yep, yep. So, anyway. You know what? Enough about age. We're depressing everybody. We're just talking know, about age. Depressed now. <laughs> yeah. So, hey. What's up? Your buddy Trump. You know? My buddy Trump. Came, okay. came out victorious in uh, Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, check this out. Uh-huh. How many electoral votes does Iowa have? Oh, I don't know that stuff. I know it has uh, quite a few of them. <laughs> it's got six. Okay, and they, he won how many of those? Well, is that one of the states that splits? I think so. I think he probably took them all because he went one by over 50% or something, didn't he? 54. 54%. Yeah, I mean, but look. So that's These more than half. Anti-Trump folks are going, they're going nuts. They're going ballistic. So over six electoral votes. Yeah. I mean, he wins Iowa and, and I mean, their entire world comes crashing in. <laughs> they just completely mm-hmm. lose their no, mind. I, you know what? You know the crazy votes. thing about that, bro? Is that <laughs> they thought white evangelicals were going to vote against Trump. They thought they're not putting up with his, you know, with his things anymore with this crap therefore they're gonna vote against him nope they still voted for him <laughs> oh and, and yeah in groves oh yeah in droves i mean yeah. desantis is great he's a, but he no he doesn't stand a chance right now no he's i'm sure he'll he'll make a good run in the future as president i still do not agree with quite a few of his you know policies but no chance Haley, that lady, I don't know why she's even running, bro, to be honest. <laughs> I don't either. She is terrible. <laughs> terrible. No, you know, the thing is, is uh, people always fuss about Trump's personality, the way he speaks and all this. Yeah. You know what? Satan spoke more like the... Like a politician. <laughs> like, a, like the politicians yeah. when he spoke to Eve, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he had God said, subtle of tongue, right? A smooth yeah, yeah. talker, articulate, intelligent. I mean, if 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 the serpent out of Genesis was running for president, the vast majority of our, majority of our country would probably vote for him. Absolutely. Not only did he convince not only did he convince Eve, right. he convinced her husband through Eve. Yeah. And he'd probably pres- he would probably present the righteousness of the Pharisees. Oh, absolutely. Right? Very absolutely. clean, well-spoken, silver-tongued devil. Yep. Nobody would know he was a devil because he would look like just the wonderful guy that, oh, that's who we want. This is the kind of guy we want in the White oh. House. <laughs> He's a Satan. <laughs> you know? Exactly. The guy comes out and speaks his mind, says what, what he thinks. And everybody goes ballistic. Oh, that guy! He's in that like the way yeah. he talks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know did, what? Who, Trump. Well, who, came on the, who came uh-huh. on the scene and spoke his mind? Exactly. And I was just going to say that. Jesus Christ. Exactly. And he, yeah. And, and he called the Pharisees a bunch of a bunch of snakes and vipers mm-hmm. and, you know, sepulchers filled with dead men's bones. I mean, he was just, it, they would go, oh, I don't like that guy. I don't yeah. like the way he talks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
And folks, we're not comparing Jesus Christ to Donald Trump. We are not. Get that in your head. No. We're not comparing. No, we're we're not just comparing. Because I can see people running with it. Oh, they just compared Trump to Jesus Christ. No, no they did not. Well, see, the people, people perceive things the way they want to perceive them. The Absolutely. reality is what we're talking about is how people talk. Mm-hmm. Yep. And nobody and, and you know the smooth talkers are usually the con artists and, and the fakes and the sat- satanists, the devils, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. And people who talk very plain mm-hmm. and uh very straightforward, they're usually the people that are going to be honest with you and and uh, they're the people that's usually going to have the better morals and the better ethics. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Because they because they don't believe in deceiving people with smooth talk. Mm-hmm. Playing yeah, Pharisee. Yeah. You know, a, a real person is he's gonna be real with you, scars and flaws and all. Yeah. No, absolutely. And you know but, what, bro? And I much rather I don't I don't like people faking the funk, you know, just fake. Right. I much rather somebody stumble upon his words, say the wrong thing right off the bat and know exactly how he is. Right. Instead of finding out later all these dark secrets because they've always gave you the impression that that they were the most eloquent and the most you know special yeah. uh, figurative speeches and all this, and oh. then finding out all the darkness afterwards, right? No, give me up front in your face. This is what we get, uh, you know. And again, he right. is not. He has never been a corrupt politician. He's played the game of a politician. Because he knows how to play the game, but he's never was pro politicians. That's why nobody liked him, you know, in Congress, because right. he wasn't about to play your game. Well, that's that's why the the, the country's in revolt because they're sick of the fakery. They're sick of the plastic mm-hmm. politicians pretending, pretending to be something they're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. They're, I mean, they're they're the they're the Pharisee that said, "I thank thee, Lord, I'm not like this publican." That's the average politician in America today. Yeah. And yep, the publicans yep. smoting his breath saying, be merciful unto me, Lord, a sinner. You know, right. I, I'll take that guy. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know, not, not, not the fancy Pharisee that has everything perfect. Right, right, right. And, and that's again, what, and, and that's what you get with Trump. You know, he right. stumbles on his words and he sometimes says the wrong thing. And sometimes it's like, yeah. wow, he just said that, you know, like, holy smokes. Wow. but. Hey, it, it, it's it's up front. It's right there. You can see him. And, 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 you know, again, God is in control of all things. If he needs to humble Trump, he will humble Trump. <laughs> Let's just say that, right? Well, but, uh, yeah, but sometimes the people who appear the most humble are the most prideful. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, I, you know, sometimes the people who don't appear that humble, they're, they're humble. Right. It's, it's right. just, it's just. The way God made them is their personality. It's how they talk. It's how they present themselves. Yeah, the people it rubs people wrong. Oh, absolutely. And he's yeah. been a character all, all his life. He's been in the in, in the front line of uh, media because you know he, he grew up in a, in a rich family. His father was a great uh, 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 businessman. You know, right. so he's always been part of the business. So he was always up front. How, I mean. Gosh, how many rappers want to be like him, right? How many songs were written that they wanted to be like Trump and all this other stuff? You know, so it's like that's telling you how big he was even before he became president. Yeah, because 
because they probably grew up in a situation where they can spot fake a mile away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they, exactly. they don't want fake. They want yeah. real. That's right. And people are longing for something real. Yeah. And, and when you're being real with people, you're not trying to smooth over your rough edges. You're not trying to pretend like you're this wonderful person, perfect person that never messes up on anything. Yeah. When you're real with people, you give them the whole enchilada, right? You right. give them your mess ups, your, I mean, you're honest about all of it. And, um, you know, I know that Trump can, you know, really promote his name to an extreme. <laughs> right. I know that. But, yep. but uh, I believe the, the, the thing is, is that we're, get, we're getting what we see is what we get. Absolutely. He's not faking anything. No. You know? He's not. He's not. So. I think, well, it was a great victory for him. I mean, I, I don't even know why they bother. It just now, he's a nominee. Like, forget it. Nobody's oh, going to come yeah. close. It's he's like, why even bother trying to have any debates or anything like yeah. that? It's he's like, going to take the whole thing. As a matter of fact, even I think even the New York Times was predicting over 300 electoral votes in the general election. <laughs> I would not be surprised. No, they, I mean, they know if it's, if it's against Biden, they know it's, it's game over. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. But yeah. that I thought that was uh, interesting this week that they uh you know he won that nomination. Uh hey, well, I got I got something for you though. You do. I want to grind your gears a little bit. Well, not really grind your gears. I just want your thoughts on uh, uh on this piece right here. Okay. Joyce Carol Oates calls the Bible work of fiction, fertile ground for hypocrisy. Or fertile ground for 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 hypocrisy. It says a notable author is facing criticism and allegations of bigotry for describing the Bible as a work of fiction and fertile and uh, fertile ground for hypocrisy. In a January 11 post on X, that's uh, X Twitter, <laughs> right. author Joyce Carol Oates responded to podcast co-host Sam. Atler Bell suggestion that she needs to read the Bible by declaring. The Bible, as you call it, is a work of fiction or rather an anthology of fictions. She added, and I quote, it is not the Bible for much of the world's population and those who claim it as their own select, as their own select those verses that appeal to them while ignoring other verses. She concluded by characterizing the Bible as a fertile ground of hypocrisy. Oates' remarks about the Bible followed her reaction to a post from writer and podcaster Matthew Sitman, who co-hosts the Know Your Enemy podcast with Atler Bell, proclaiming that, and I quote here, widows, orphans, prisoners, no Christian can, without doing great violence to scripture, get around the extremely clear obligations we have to such people. In response, Oates asked, Widows, orphans, prisoners, really? These entirely disparate disparate uh, groups have something in common. And uh, let's see, uh, somebody called her ignorant anti-Christian bigotry. Uh, Tim Spivey, founder, lead pastor of New Vintage Church in Escondido, California. That's here locally. 
And yeah. a jump professor of religion and philosophy at Pepperdine University responded by saying, good to see religious bigotry is alive and well. Even if you think it's fiction, it's the most influential written work in history. And it isn't close for good reason, he added. Christians do breathtaking good around the world, despite your scorn and caricature. To say that, because, you know, the Bible, it's always gotten criticism. It doesn't matter where, from whom or what. This happens to be an author. Uh, um, I guess she's pretty famous. I never really heard of her. Uh, I haven't either. I didn't. I did. I so don't she just kind of, she's getting blasted. But where I give her credit is she is right when she says there's those that pick and choose which verses to use completely forsaken the context of the rest of the, you know, the verses. Uh, she is right in that brother. How many times have we come across where Christians, you know, perfect example, judge not period. Does it have a period right after that brother? I don't think so. There's a coma right there. Right. And then there's everything else after that, but how many continue to do that? So yes. Okay. You know, uh, you can uh, disagree with her, right? Respond to her in a way that, hey, you're wrong. Uh, bigotry, and I, I think that's pushing it a little. <laughs> she does have a point. Uh, Those- and again, she's not a Christian, so why would I expect any indifferent answer? Any other yeah. you know, answer than that? Yeah. Right. So when you see things like that, brother, especially coming from non-believers make these type of comments or, or you know, they respond uh, in this type of critique and evangelicals getting so like up in arms and want to like counsel and all this and that. Do you think that approach is correct? Uh, you think Christians should be more graceful and merciful in a way that, you know, edifies not only the body of Christ, but edify, you know, actually preaching the gospel to those that need obviously she doesn't know she doesn't understand she's just criticizing according to what she's seen of what a what the public christian looks like right and obviously has had experience with you know maybe talking to a few people because yeah they take this verse put it here they take that verse put it there and she probably knows a little bit more that there's a lot more to that uh you know, chapter verse than you know uh, these people like to suggest of only one piece of a verse what are your thoughts on that bro well when you were reading is that an article you were reading it was an article correct yeah when you were reading that article a lot of questions were popping up in my head because there are a lot of things that are not mm-hmm. clear right um, like when she was talking about hypocrisy it wasn't clear to me what she was saying concerning hypocrisy um, who are she talking about the Christians? Is she thought saying the Bible itself? Uh, the, the, vibe, the Bible itself. It's the fertile, itself. fertile ground for hypocrisy. And I can only uh, or, or understand okay, that so, from again, judge not. Well, you um, know, maybe she said that type that, of hypocrisy. You say, you know, don't do this while you're doing it yourself. <laughs> yeah. She, well, fertile ground for hypocrisy yeah if if a person has approaches it wrongly and has and approaches it uh with a self-righteous mentality and doesn't really pay attention to what it's really saying then yeah it can be as fertile ground for hypocrisy mm-hmm. absolutely right 
So, uh, I mean, it's, I'm still trying to interpret what she means by that phrase. Yeah, I mean, right. You know, I mean, so if I were to sit down with her, and I don't know who she is. I, first time I've heard of her. I don't know what she writes. But um, I would sit down and just start asking questions, you know, help, help me understand what you're saying. Right. What do you, what do you mean by this? And what, what does that mean? And what did you mean when you said that? Not not in an attacking sense, but in a sense of I'm trying to clarify. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can understand her, her point viewpoint. What 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 is she really saying? I don't know from the article. I can't really tell. Right. Uh, so that I mean that's what was popping up in my head. I was trying to really catch her complaint. You know, so yeah, I, I think people I think Christians and not only Christians but a lot of people overreact emotionally to criticism defensiveness is really big these days people become very defensive when they feel like they're they're being attacked or or the bible's being attacked or christianity's being attacked or the church their church is being attacked whatever mm-hmm. they become very defensive uh, rather than sitting down and saying well uh, you know, explain to me why you feel the way you feel, what, or why you believe the way you believe, or why you think the way you think. Help me to understand. Right. And sometimes, sometimes you can get into a good conversation that way, and you can really begin to dig in. Absolutely. There's yeah, a lot. There, there's a lot of things we don't know. What you know? What is her background? What is mm-hmm. her life experience? And that's where I was going to give you, you know, a little bit as I'm reading down more in the article, uh, proclaiming to be an atheist. Uh, let's see here. Um, <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. okay, not that part. This right here. Uh, it says on a subsequent post from Oates took a dig at Christians' intelligence, particularly that of Christians who support former President Donald Trump. So that tells you where she's coming from. Why well, that's is it political? That's political, yeah. Why is it the Bible? In fact, only a small portion of Christians believe in a literal interpretation of the Bible, and they are also likely to believe that Trump is heralding the second coming. Uh, let's see. She also said her opinion that the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament are two separate gatherings of writings by various persons over a considerable period of time, while stressing that those who want to believe that these are divine books are welcome to their belief. Uh, let's see. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. <clears throat> that is very interesting. It says... Um, she accepted in 2007 a Humanist of the Year Award at the 66th Annual Conference of the American Humanist Association. She outlined how it has always been something of a mystery to me that intelligent, educated men and women, as well as the uneducated, can have faith in an invisible and non-existing God. Obviously, from her uh, atheism background, she well, says... That comes, well, that comes from her... <clears throat> Her presumptions, her, her presumptions, presumptions. Right. correct. Uh, right. And then she clarified that she was not averse to acknowledging her atheism. She maintained that as soon as you declare that you are an atheist, it's like somebody declaring that he is the son of God. I don't know what that means. It arouses a lot yeah, of antagonism. A I'm having a hard time with that connection. It's well. a little confusing in some areas. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, she stressed that she had no desire to confront 
and be antagonistic to people when asked if she identified as an atheist and why nobody uses the A word to describe her. Oh, so she doesn't want to be described as an atheist. Doesn't, doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, I guess. she Because as I say, she has no desire to confront and be antagonistic to people when asked if she identifies as an atheist. Okay, so she doesn't want confrontation. She doesn't want confrontation, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm an atheist, but I'm not an atheist if he asks me if I'm an atheist, right? (laughs) No, no, it's I'm an atheist, but I don't want to get into an argument over it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, makes sense. That's That's where I'm taking it, yeah. Let's see, the last comment she says, it's embarrassing to admit that I was very impressed at a young age by the Bible and learn all one need know about the male ego, self-aggrandizing, self-regarding, self-preening, and even self-begetting in Genesis chapter 5. She is very confused. <laughs> well, she's, she's taking um, the, the values that she has determined for herself. Right. That are basically taken from the, you know, uh, the whims of society, right, right, and applying it to the Bible and judging the Bible by her own mm-hmm. uh, moral values. Her moral value, holy, her right. experience, you know. Well, her... yeah, and yeah, I, I'm trying to find a good way to say it, but when people are sitting in judgment on the Bible, they're basically declaring themselves to be the final judge. Concerning all things, because you got to understand the Bible is is it states that it's the Word of God, right? All, right. all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is powerful mm-hmm. for doctrine, for proof, for construction, righteousness, and so forth. The Bible basically declares itself to be the Word of God. Well, in that meaning that it is it re, it is a representation or of the thoughts, the logos or logos mm-hmm. of uh, the Creator. The right. ultimate being, mm-hmm. uh, right? Eternal and all of that, all uh, omnip- omniscient, omnipotent, so forth. So the Bible's making a big claim, right? That it's it's the final authority mm-hmm. in matters that it speaks to. Okay, so by by if, when someone sits in judgment on the Bible, they're claiming that their authority is higher than the Bible's authority, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That their knowledge and understanding is a, a, a higher knowledge and understanding than the Bible's knowledge and understanding. So you have the, crea- the creature trying to, to sit in judgment upon the creator, mm-hmm. and the creature is trying to tell the creator that the creature is wiser, smarter, and has more authority mm-hmm. than the creator. Okay. And I think that's probably what offends Christians the most. That's why they get kind of upset. I, I but, think so. But, I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I don't. You, do you think we're at the, at a time where, so, cause you know, since we've heard it, you know, for a long time that, you know, uh, the burden falls on the Christian that have to, has to prove the existence of God. I think uh, we're at the point where the burden falls on the unbeliever trying to prove the non-existence of God. 
it falls on them to try and, you know, this proof because for us, it's like, no, he's real and he's there. He's everywhere. And I think God that's is- where kind of Christians, I think sometimes we, we, we get stuck in that argument, trying to prove God, trying to like, when it's like, no, he's already proven. There's nothing to prove. He's there. He's everywhere. It's it's the burden falls on them to try and prove that. And then that's well, where I think a lot of atheists, especially those that uh, let's talk. Uh, uh, what's his face uh, that he I think was he an atheist or in uh, um, ah, forget his name. Uh, the case for Christ, the author, what's his face? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, oh, God, I got he, a couple of books. He's one there. of them, right? He's one of them went through that deep study to try and prove that the you know that God did not exist, and ultimately ended up converting right. because you know he's yeah. like, I can't, I cannot prove yeah. that God doesn't exist. Him, Josh McDowell was a McDowell, novel. right? Um, Cam Cam, uh, Cam Cam, uh, Kurt Cameron. He's a Cameron, novel. right? I mean, there's a, there's a number of them. Uh, I think even. Um, I'm trying to think of names, and I'm too old to remember names. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, there's a, there's quite a few. There's quite a few. Yeah. But see, God is not a theory to be debated. Right. 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 I mean, that's how I was making like, a point. He's existent already. He's self-existent. So it's like the burden falls. I mean, you need the pressure they have on themselves to prove that he's not existent, trying to convince themselves. You know. But again, we. Well, look, like this. I mean, it's. It's not a debate. No, absolutely not. God, by definition, is the ultimate being. Amen. Right. By definition. Mm-hmm. Right. There's there's no debate here, the, and and the gospel is not a uh, it's not a proposal. It's not a request. It's a commandment. Mm, that's right. We are commanded to repent. Right. And believe on Christ. Mm-hmm. It's a commandment. There's so there there is no, I mean, burden of proof. Well, the thing is, is that um <laughs> as soon as you hit a burden of proof type of scenario, uh-huh. what we're we're in sin. Right, right. Basically, because because we <laughs> God is not to be debated. He's God. Amen. There is no debate here. Mm -hmm. There is no debate. There is no burden of proof. God And God doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. He doesn't owe us anything. And he doesn't have to prove himself to anybody. He reveals himself through the scriptures. And then the Holy Spirit converts people into believing in Christ. And those who don't believe, well, I mean, they've, they're they're creating their own hell mm. that they're going to have to live in for eternity. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so there is no debate here. There is no. I will. I will never allow anyone, atheist or otherwise, when when I'm in the discussion, to exalt themselves above their creator. Mm-hmm. And even even a statement of burden of proof is a statement of exalting yourself above, above the creator. Right. And and no, there no, sorry, that's not even an option. There's right. no debate here. You know. Right. And 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 we don't determine we a finite creature mm-hmm. who knows how much about creation. 
Mm-hmm. Less than one percent. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, as as a collective world, less than one percent, and in an individual mind is even you know a fraction of that. Mm-hmm. And yet we're going to make a de- declaration, <laughs> right? Concerning the Creator of the universe, God Almighty. Okay, it's not about us in our own puny intelligence trying to figure out if God exists or not. It's God revealing himself to us through creation and through the scriptures and through the Holy Spirit. That's right. Then that's how people are converted. Um, A lot of people have an intellectual ascent toward God. Mm-hmm. Maybe an intellectual fascination with theology or eschatology or epistemology or in mm-hmm. some of those things, but that's a mental ascent. Mm-hmm. When a person is transformed, converted from being an enemy of God to being a new creature in Christ, that is a major transformation. Amen. You know, that's a huge transformation. They become a different, completely different being, a di- different person. Um, and so the, this, this debate of, about God among the intellectuals and among unbelievers and, you know, and then Christians trying to debate, there, there is, to me, there is no debate. God has already declared himself. Mm-hmm. And if you choose not to believe that, which the scriptures, as we know, tells us that we're in a, incapable That's right. of converting ourselves or even seeking God, that's Romans 3, God, ha- unless God reveals himself to us personally by the Holy Spirit applying the word of God to us and the word of God having a supernatural power to transform and convert the soul, then yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be in a state of total disarray and confusion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're gonna have a reprobate mind. We're gonna have an unbeliever's mind, which is incapable of making any declaration concerning God, any any accurate insight concerning mm-hmm. God. Now, right. someone look at nature and conclude that there is a God. I mean, uh, Anthony Flew, the great mm-hmm. atheist of the 20th century who later became basically a deist and acknowledged that God existed. And he said, wholly on the evidence of DNA, the fact that mm-hmm. DNA had coded information, required coded information for it to exist and, and, and function. Mm-hmm. And the little molecular machines, you know, the, the principle of irreducible complexity put out by um, Behe in his book, uh, Darwin's Black Box, right. which is yet to be refuted by anyone, demonstrates that um, it's, it's, it's a created design, mm-hmm. a biological created design, a machine that has hardware and software, <clears throat> and software that's coded more complex coding than any computer that's ever been created. 
any computer code that's ever been created. That requires a coder, a, 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 someone who can write the software. Right. We call that God. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 21st century science screams that there's a creator. That's right. I mean, Darwin is dead and so is his theory. Yep. Darwinian evolution is a myth. It's, it's mythology. Mm-hmm. And it's not even scientific. Okay. That's and right. and, and, it, and it's really losing ground big time in the 21st century. Okay. So we can deduce that there is some sort of an entity that caused everything to come into existence. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's really simple. Anything that begins to exist requires a cause. That's right. Right. And you can't, nothing is incapable of creating something, right? Mm-hmm. You can't get something from nothing. That's right. And, you know, you have to have a cause for like a big bang. I mean, what, what caused it? Okay. What caused that? Okay. What caused that? There's always a cause going in behind it. And you have, you can end up with an infinite regress of causes. And you end up in a really a big problem because there's always got to be one more cause to cause the cause that came before it, mm. right? Right. Which doesn't work. It has to be an infinite being that's capable of bringing the first cause to bring things into existence. And it has to be an intelligent being to create DNA, for example. So, I mean, it's 21st century science. Right. So, even even when you look at just modern science, it's hard to deny the existence of a creator or an intelligent designer, mm-hmm. as as many of them put it. But if you're if a presuppositional paradigm tells mm-hmm. you, well, there's no God, if you've made up your mind that there is no God, then there's nothing that's going to convince you there is a God. Right. You, you, you will believe that regardless. It doesn't matter. The evidence doesn't matter. It's not about evidence. Mm-hmm. Well, show me evidence that there's a God. Well, first of all, who are you to sit, sit in judgment on God? That's who right. Are you, who are you to demand evidence? Right. You lowly creature, right? I mean, right. seriously. No, you're right. There, it, it is. It, there, that's it, true. It's, there's there's pride. There's haughtiness. They're not. They don't understand their place in creation. They're trying to right. exalt themselves just as Satan did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There, you, sorry. You know, there's no debate here, and and you know, proof really. <laughs> God has to present to you. He gave you scripture. He gave you creation. He gave you 21st century science that shows you clearly, you know, that there's software in nature. There's hardware in nature. There's, you know, I mean, it's a a creative design Mm -hmm. that requires an intelligence. How much do you need? What do you want? Well, what they want is for is is for them to be exalted, mm. and it's the same thing that you and I wanted before we became a Christian. 
we want it to be exalted. We want it to be our own little God, right? That's right. So that's that's really where the issue is. The issue is not a head problem. It's not an intelligence problem. It's a heart problem. Amen. The Amen. issue is a heart problem. So anytime you're like talking about atheism, agnosticism, um, those who are critical of the Bible, critical of God, critical of Christianity, um, you know, the, the, espousing their scientific Phariseeism or whatever it might be, it's always a heart problem. Amen. Because you could you can have three different people look at evidence and come up with three different conclusions concerning the evidence. Right. Right? So it's not a matter of evidence. Right. And God God does, I mean God could choose to reveal himself or not choose to reveal himself. That's his prerogative. Right. Right. But it's our arrogance that um that really sets us in a bad, bad way when it comes yeah. to that. Absolutely. And all I kept thinking, the Apostle Paul settled it in Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 18, starting at verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. Hello. And their foolish hearts, hearts were darkened, professing to be wise. They became fools and changed the glory of the of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to a clean uncleanness in the in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchange the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Yeah, the Bible never, ever argues evidence. Nope. It makes a declaration. Yep. And it's our obligation. Once we have that knowledge, once we read that, once we, we have that, once God has given us those words and we know them, mm -hmm. now we are responsible for our response to them. Amen. Amen. Right? God holds us responsible right. for our response to them. There, there, there's no debate here. No. I love that. No. That's the first thing you said. There's no debate here. Yeah. And the other phrase that I love that you said was, they there are in sin, even trying to debate anything. And yeah. that's it. They're it's, given it's, into uncleanliness. It's, mm -hmm. it's our own iniquity and wickedness that blinds us. Right. And it's it's proof that they're more dead in trespasses. They're dead spiritually with those assumptions, with that approach. That right. as Christians, bro, we don't need to prove anything. Yeah. <laughs> God, God is there. He exists. And there's no, that's it. There's no debate, like you said. So yeah, praise yeah. the Lord for that. Good stuff, and, bro. Yeah. So, oh, what were you going to say? Go ahead. But there's more. I mean, there's the fact that um, in, in the worldview of an atheist, I mean, to even uh, speak of morality, 
mm-hmm. or having some kind of a moral code as an atheist, it's nonsensical. No, they have to borrow from the Christian worldview, bro. <laughs> yeah, they have to borrow. How do you know, the, how do you know ma- more, anything has the, to do with morality? Morality, right? Where where, where do you get it? When a flawed creature uh-huh. makes a moral decoration, how valid is that moral decoration? Right. It's a flawed creature. Absolutely. It's not holy. It's not righteous. It's it's flawed mm-hmm. morally, right? Right. And so how does how do we as small as flawed creatures determine anything morally? Mm. Great point. Or, or make up our, our own ethics, our own morals, and it really have any true meaning because we're flawed. We're not righteous. We're not holy. We're not perfectly moral. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. It comes to moral and spirit, morals and spirituality and ethics and, the, and, and integrity. We're, we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We're so therefore, we don't have any authority morally mm-hmm. to declare anything. And we don't have any uh, true ability to come up with a moral code and it be 100% perfect. It won't be. It, it it will. It will. It the code itself will be flawed. Yeah. And so, right. for anyone to sit in in moral judgment upon perfection, holiness, and righteousness, which is God and His Word, is to express the highest level of haughtiness and arrogance. Mm. Because the imperfect is trying to sit in judgment on the perfect. Sorry, it doesn't work. It does not work. That's right. Yeah. So go ahead. You had something else. No, no, no. That, that um, We haven't spoken about this subject in quite some time. So it's I figure that article, because I, I there was a lot of people were commenting on it and trying to debate. And I see the mob of Christians getting so angry and upset and just you know, throwing everything, uh, you know, on, 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 upon that person. And it's like, guys, what do you expect? They're unbelievers. They do, right. they, they don't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, that, that was great point. I'm glad you went yeah. through uh, uh, explaining all of that, which, you know, it makes complete sense uh, when understanding, you know, where they're coming from. Well, they're dead spiritually. They, they're, they don't know the truth they're suppressing that truth. sure that could be uh, you or me absolutely absolutely you know you know we, we could be in the same yeah, boat in the same boat uh, exactly uh, other than god's revelation to us and his grace to us mm-hmm. i could be the worst atheist in the world right now oh yeah absolutely absolutely but god chose to bring me into his life amen amen so. good stuff bro now i was gonna ask you if you had anything but i know you just recently released Another video on your own channel, but it it interested me because of the question, the heading of subject of the video. I haven't seen it yet, but I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to ask you to give us a little bit of a a what what it's about. And it's about are we human commodities or human beings? I like that title. Thank you. So (laughs) tell us a little bit about that. Uh, More and more. Lately, in, in, in our society, 
it seems to me that people are being treated as human commodities mm. rather than human beings. Okay. Okay. Explain away. So basically, it's the idea of value, right? Mm, okay. No, we as Christians believe that people have value. Believers and unbelievers have value because they're made in the image of God. That's right. So our basic belief is we should give honor and respect and love and, and kindness to all people because they're God's creations. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Um, and, you know, believer or unbeliever, hostile toward us or not, we sh- we believe. Our true Christianity has the uh, has the uh, the tenet of we give respect and honor to all people. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and that that honors God, right? But our basic premise on that is that value comes from our Creator mm-hmm. because we're made in His image. Now, if we buy into the mythology of Darwinian evolution, the concept of being made in the image of God, therefore we have inherent value, is not there. Mm-hmm. We're basically stardust. Mm, right. So more and more it seems to me that people in positions of power, mm-hmm. even in positions of, of um, corporations, a World Economic Forum, you can name it, you know, yeah. World Banks. They view people as commodities or um, mm. as uh, as beings to be used and then thrown away. Mm. Okay. So, the, so as long as we have some kind of a value to them, we produce uh, a profit for their corporation, we provide some kind of a service in our job that is beneficial, right? Uh, As far as government goes, as long as we're a good taxpayer and we provide what the government wants, Mm -hmm. right? Things of that nature. Then we have value. But what is the mentality and the attitude of our society when we become a burden? Mm. Okay. Right? Yeah, we're absolutely. we're retired. We're old. Right. Maybe we're we're in a convalescent home. Maybe we're in a retirement uh, uh, community. We're not being productive citizens, right? Because right. we're not we're not don't have work. We're not producing anything. We're not uh, providing anything of value to people as far as their perception goes. Because mm-hmm. they they view right. value as profit or revenue or things of that nature, right? That's how they view value. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so per- from their perception, we're no longer valuable. We have no value any longer. It's not inherent. It has to be earned through what we do. This is the mentality of Klaus Schwab and Yuval and right. Bill Gates and others, yeah. right? That's the globalist mentality. You know? It's the globalist mentality. Yeah. So... For the Christian, that elderly person still bears the image of God. He's, a, mm-hmm. he's an image Amen. bearer. And therefore, that elderly person 
should have our love and respect and kindness. But more and more, I'm seeing uh, just a disregard. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for the elderly, just mm-hmm. oh, well, they're no good. They're no use to us anymore. They're no good. Just throw them away. Absolutely. But it's like you. It's like when you take an old plastic cup and just throw it in the trash. Well, I used it once. It's good. Okay, now it's no good anymore. I'll just throw it in the trash. Yeah. As long as we're producing, we have value. But as soon as we stop producing. Our value goes away. That's a Darwinian uh, mentality. That's a Darwinian view of humanity. And more and more, I believe we're seeing that out of certain people. Now, the reason this came up, my wife and I were having a conversation in the car, and we went to see uh, one of her former co-workers. Mm -hmm. We befriended here in uh, in the Charlotte area. Okay. And... um, she was telling me that now she's having to take care of a, like over 40 patients by herself. Wow. They're taking, um, and this is, uh, you know, they're taking care of the elderly mm-hmm. um, and they're taking away snacks from the patients. They're, they're taking all this stuff away from the patients because it doesn't make money for the company. Mm, okay. Right. They're trying to, right. You know, they're trying to make more profit and bring the, the, the expenses down. And right. they're looking at purely from a business viewpoint, mm-hmm. not from a human viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. They're not Interesting. Looking, yep. They're not looking at these patients as being human beings that need good care to be treated well, to be mm-hmm. provided for well, right? Because they have inherent value. They're mm-hmm. looking at them as commodities. And as long as they're making the company money, they're good to go. Mm, I see. But if they're not making the company money, then they're just a commodity commodity that's gone bad and just to be tossed away. Right. It's the way I'm viewing the mentality. So that kind of inspired me to make that video and to talk about this because we need to stop having that mentality in our society. Mm. It's a yes. it's a poisonous, toxic mentality that is not beneficial to humanity. No, absolutely. You make a great point. Uh, it's sad to hear when people talk about the elderly in that fashion, like they're a burden to one, right? They're uh, somebody else you have to care for, and I don't have time to do the things that I want to do, and it's I cannot tell you the complaints from or when even people would just loosely say, "Oh, I have to take care of my so and so." And sometimes, one time, I had a response. I said, "You know how much I wish I had one of my parents alive to be able to take care of them." Both of mine are dead. Both of mine are dead at a young yeah. at a young age, yeah. pretty much. You know, and yeah. I'm like, I wish I I was able, you know, to take care of one of them. Just to have that time because, brother, I have to me personally, I have the best conversations, the best fellowship with the elderly. I love elderly people, their wisdom, their experience and the sermon. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's it's amazing. I, 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 it just fills me you know, with joy because it, you can, you know, and when that, when you don't have that with, you know, the younger generation, it's like, ugh, 
So when it's, you know, when they talk, talk ill about the elderly, oh, and that grinds my gears, brother. Like, come on. You know, it's like, especially when they're Christian. When you're a Christian, man, <laughs> you have to glorify God through that service. Take care of the elderly. Honor them in that regard. When the, when the young honored their elders at one at one time in our history, they gained so much knowledge mm-hmm. and so much wisdom from the grandparents and great grandparents. Uh, it benefited them so much. Mm-hmm. But when they began to view their grandparents, great grandparents, or even the elderly in general as a burden. Mm-hmm. They lost that knowledge mm-hmm. and they lost that wisdom. And we see the consequences of that, the results of that. And it is a society that is breaking down. And we see the results of uh, not valuing human beings um, in the way that we should. Um, all these videos of, uh, you know, people being attacked at gas stations, just trying to pump gas and things like that. And they're just getting, just jumped on for no reason and just beat to a pulp. Women being attacked by big, strong men and and people standing around with cell phone cameras filming it, nothing to help that lady, right? right? This is, this tells me that that, at least that portion of society, that segment of society that does that, they don't value human life. Absolutely. Yep. And, 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 and they have a very cynical and evil um, d- disposition toward mm-hmm. human life. Absolutely. Uh, and it's all about them. It's all mm-hmm. about getting yeah. a million hits on YouTube, right? Or, or <laughs> right. it's on TikTok, right? It's all about, it's about me. I want to be famous. I want to be rich. It's, I want the world to revolve around me. I want to be, I am my number one fan, you know, that kind of stuff. So people complain about Donald Trump being like that. No, you know what? A lot of people in our society are like that. Yep. Just, just look at TikTok, look at YouTube, look at the videos, how much they really honor themselves and have disregard for everybody else. That's right. Trump's right. doing what Trump's doing, what he's, he might sound arrogant with his speech, but he's doing what he's doing for 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 other people. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not. He doesn't need. He doesn't need to be president again. Right. He's what he's doing is sacrificial. Yeah. You know. Um, now, yeah. I mean, he could probably clean up his speech a little bit, but I mean, the point yeah. is, is that you know, we're so arrogant and pharisaical to sit and judge on others. Mm-hmm. When we're we're guilty of the same thing. Absolutely. Right. You know, we need to clean up our own lives before we start trying to judge other people on that. But when when we have um, it's such a such a just a cynical disposition toward hu- our fellow human beings, it, it just it just genders the breakdown of society. Mm. And um and that's not a good thing. It we're we're heading toward really hard tough days if we don't turn that around absolutely absolutely 
No, that's good stuff, brother. I appreciate that uh, because it's true. That's what you've been seeing lately, even more of, I believe, you know, human value, the human value as, uh, you know, like you said, uh, being uh, made in the image of God is so devalued nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it's in the church has got to get back to the original gospel and preach it. Amen. Which, by the way, guess what our sermon was this past week? Getting back to the gospel. (laughs) Pastor Brian. Pastor Brian, getting back to the gospel. Uh, Needing the gospel to be safe, to stay safe, to continue to be saved. And the gospel for everyday life. It's like, you need it. So, it's great stuff. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Anything else you got, brother, that you wanted to share with us? Well, there were some things I was looking at over here. Let me see. What, uh, oh, did you know that Vivek's uh, Ramaswamy, Vivek Ramaswamy, mm-hmm. he got out of the race and endorsed Trump. Oh, he finally did it, huh? Yeah, he endorsed uh, Trump. He, he okay. jumped out of the race and endorsed Trump. Um, so that's that's some news. Uh, this is why I mean it's over. Trump, Trump. Oh, got, absolutely. You know. Um, so. Just get ready, folks. Uh, you're going to deal with the President Trump, whether you like him or not. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. So, uh, and, you know, we need to shut down our border. We need to, I mean, this country's, you know, of course, all that's the judgment of God. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it's the health of the church that determines the health of the nation. And the health of the church in America, it's suffering. It's being tested, brother. It's yeah. being it's being that, refined. How about that? Yeah. And that refinement is being it's painful <laughs> and it's yep. suffering. And uh yeah. yeah, I bro, I can tell you churches by way of suffering, guess what? Marriages are being attacked, family is being attacked. Uh more and more I see uh brothers struggling with sinfulness, struggling with uh, uh you know their spiritual growth men struggling with spiritual growth yeah. oh well to, yeah where we should be at a point of maturity where even in the midst of a struggle we can go directly to brothers that are gonna uh, uh you know bestow it upon us encouragement conviction help us you know and through our brokenness and and continue moving forward and i see uh, it more and more brother that man I, I, it seems like we're a little bit on a downward, not spiral, but on a downward when it comes to the men in the right. church. It's you know, like, we've always spoken yeah. about it because we've always been like, man, come on, man, we got to be, uh, 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 you know, we got to be uh, standing on the truth, be real. Uh, so I've seen that a little bit more. And, you know, within the church, that's where our, our leadership is strong, when men are strong in the church. So do you see that continuing on? In God refining the church and continue to uh, do, you know, conform us to his will. God is always refining the church. Mm-hmm. Always. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that never ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and with men, there's so much to attack men, mm-hmm. especially white Christian men. Mm-hmm. Uh, but any Christian man, I mean, you're not technically white, but you're a Christian man. So you're on your target. Mm-hmm. I'm a Absolutely. bigger target. I'm a bigger target, <laughs> right? Bigger, um, yeah, bigger target. <laughs> well, not bigger in size, but um, you know. Anyway, <laughs> was that a joke? I, 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 <laughs> that was funny. But, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, and so 
we're being targeted. I mean, the, the sexuality that is constantly in front of our face, mm-hmm. advertisements, I mean, you name it, it. I mean, you can't pick up your phone and look at it without something don't, being thrown in front of your face that's, that challenges men, right? Mm-hmm. right. To, in their spirituality. Uh, it's everywhere. So one of the things I've determined to do this year is to spend an hour each day in, in my Bible. Mm, amen. Amen. Uh, and I figure if we were able to watch a an hour-long sitcom back in the day, like it was nothing, then we can read our Bible for an hour like it's nothing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that we don't have time. It's that we don't manage it well. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and if you feed the spirit, the spirit's going to be strong. If you feed the flesh, the flesh is going to be strong. It depends on, depends on who you feed. Yeah. So the, the solution is simple. Feed the spirit. Mm. Now, the doing that is not simple because it's a spiritual battle. Right. And you're going to be fought every step of the way. You, you sit down and read your Bible, interruption, 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 right? Right. It's going to happen. You just have to keep fighting until you get through it. Mm. Amen. Just don't give up so easy. You know, get yeah. angry at get angry at the uh, at the Satan who interrupts you. Right. Right. Or the spirit of Satan that interrupts you. Demons, people that uh, do it. Uh, you know, that, of course, people don't know they're interrupting you most of the time. But so be patient with people. But the anger against that spiritual interrupt, that spiritual battle that's coming at you, it's not that we're trying to attack a demon or Satan. It's that the anger should drive us toward, okay, fine, I'm even going to be more defiant <laughs> right. against you, Satan, against you, devil, against you, oh, uh, you know, oh. Uh, Evil philosophy, evil mm-hmm. ideology. I'm going to be even more defiant. The more you attack, the more defiant I will be, and the more I will uh, uh, be determined to spend time with God and spend time in the scriptures and to grow. Mm-hmm. That should be our mentality. We need to take uh, our the warrior that's inside of us and apply it in the right way. Amen. Amen. Good stuff, brother. I love it. But yeah, no, thank you. That's uh, such an encouragement <clears throat> that we can uh, challenge uh, the men and, and encourage them, you know, that we need to move forward. We need to stop playing games and, and take our roles as fathers, uh, head of household, uh, husbands, and, and, and repeat myself right here with fathers, because it's important. It's commanded of us to do so therefore you know and like you said the church the nation will go as the church goes if the church is you know right now going through some hard times because it's being refined there's a reason why god is refining the church well, and will continue churches, to refine the church our churches are promoting the breakdown of the family and they're promoting <laughs> mm-hmm. that's huge gen- gender confusion and they're promoting you know uh, drag queen shows and th- all the stuff that we've seen, and they're promoting critical race theory. 
mm-hmm. then then the nation is going to go through very very hard times. Absolutely, masculine masculinity within the church is being attacked, brother. Church, We're, you know, yeah. and it's like, we, how yeah. dare we be men? Uh-huh. Who do we think we are? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Tyrants. You guys are all tyrants. Patriarchs. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, why don't why don't why don't we why don't uh, the people who are saying that bend their knee, pick it up for their cross, and follow Christ and Amen. stop being little gods and stop being so arrogant and mm. stop being so prideful. Yeah. Right? Right. Repent of your sin and get right with God and humble yourself before him. And know your place in his mm. creation, and he will bless you. Amen. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But if you keep put kicking, like, like he told Boss of Paul, if you keep mm-hmm. kicking against the pricks, yeah, they're going to kick back, and they kick a lot harder than you. <laughs> you know? They're going to prick back harder, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> You're going to create your own hell. Yeah, Don't absolutely. Do that, you know? Absolutely. So anyway. Yeah. No, great points. Great points. Great stuff. Appreciate all of that. If you don't, well, if you have anything else, go no. ahead. It's your time. If not, then you know what to do, bro. I think, all right. Uh, Thanks, we, well, we'll do more. We'll talk about family and all that in a future podcast. But we appreciate all of you for both podcasts. Remember, uh, keep your mind sharp and heart pure. And we'll see you next time. And we'll catch you on the flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic. It is our prayer that God is glorified and that you are richly blessed by this podcast. We are living in amazing times, and it is a privilege to encourage and strengthen your Christian walk through the use of modern technology. Therefore, remember that you can find us at thevortexapologetic.com. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all major podcast providers. Just search for The Vortex Apologetic and there you will find us. Thank you again. And remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. God bless.